What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beer People. I'm Matt Prince. I'm Chris Horn. And we're Beer 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 People. And Matt is still rocking a reindeer and is that Santa uh, shirt in February? Yeah, you see, the problem is, Chris, when you have kids, um, they do weird stuff. And they request that you wear matching pajamas uh, pretty much every night. So I'm wearing my Christmas pajamas that are matching with my son's Christmas pajamas that he's currently rocking right now as he sleeps. So it's just one of those things. Does this this depict these characters drinking beers? Yep, yep. It's a reindeer, it's an elf, and it's Santa Claus sitting on a bar drinking beers. Does and does do your children and wife also have the same shirt? <laughs> no, no. Uh, my pants are black and white and gray plaid. Um, my son's pajamas are the entire thing are black, white, gray plaid. Um, so this, these are uh, compliments of a local, well, not a local, a national clothing chain that I will not mention for copyright reasons. But uh, <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, people have come to know us for our fashion advice and yeah. for our proclivity for being sued. So I think you should just go for it and see. These are happens. Old Navy pajamas uh, that, oh. we, that we've purchased as a family. So, um, unfortunately, uh, well, not not unfortunately, I get to rock these, you know, it's Christmas all year long. Um, so tonight we're wearing our Christmas pajamas and, um, who knows what tomorrow will bring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And for full disclosure to the listeners, we're recording this intro, uh, after having already recorded our, our interview with Mike. Uh, so it is indeed mid February right now. Yeah, uh, but our, our interview took place a few weeks ago. And this interview is one in a series of interviews that we're doing this season, where we're checking in with previous guests, because uh, for one thing, lots of things have happened in their lives since our listeners last heard them. And uh, also, we've accrued some more listeners since those episodes happened. So we want to both give our guests a chance to connect with the audience uh, who might not have heard them before and give existing beer people and fans a chance to hear what the folks, what those folks have been up to. Uh, So Matt, can you tell the listeners real quick about who our guest is in this mini episode? Yeah. So today uh, for our mini episode, we are talking Again, we are catching up with Mike LaRosa of New Trail Brewing in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Um, Mike uh, is the owner and head brewer of this brewery. And I originally um, met Mike and came to um, talking with Mike through my last beer podcast, uh, Take a Shelfie. And he has been such a wealth of knowledge um about a number of topics but mostly about ipa which i love that he says ipa and not ipas plural he he says like i brewed ipa and i i find that so romantic and interesting when he says it and it i feel like i'm hearing something exotic when he says it i chris we've never talked about this but when he says that I, and like, I never even picked up on that. No, I'm like, ooh, say it again, Mike. Like, that's really interesting. <laughs> and he also uh, is has an affinity for uh, 
light beers, lagers, pilsners, and we're actually going to hear him talk about some of these things. So I'm really excited to catch up. We were really excited to catch up with Mike prior to now, and we think that if you have listened to his prior episode with us, you'll be excited about some of the new things he has to talk about. But also, if you haven't, you can listen to this episode and hopefully get excited about going back to listen to the previous one. Yeah, for sure. And Mike, just to talk him up a little bit more, or even more rather, uh, is also quite bejeweled, as Taylor Swift would say, in terms of medals that he's earned uh, through his like pretty awesome work at New Trail um, and his pretty illustrious actually pass. He was in the room where it happened, so to speak, for the invention of milkshake IPAs and, and more. So enjoy this episode and we'll be back again with a full episode next week. Mike LaRosa, welcome back to Beer People. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we're, we're excited to see you. Um, you know, we're, we're going through, we're touching base with all of our former guests, and it's exciting for us because we get to see what you've been doing in the past. Uh, we spoke in September, and we're now sitting here in January, and, you know, we've been able to view it from afar just uh, looking at Instagram, but... You know, it's exciting to see all the work that you and, and New Trail have been doing. So what's been going on? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's been an exciting few months. I mean, since September, we've launched um, a few new year-round beers for us. I, I believe Replenish was launched in that time, which is our, our new American IPA, which is uh, kind of like a modern take on a West Coast IPA. It's clear. It's a little bit better. It's got a lot of aroma. But the, uh, the really cool thing about that project is that we're donating um, a dollar from every case towards replenishing um, Pennsylvania native trees in Pennsylvania, which, I mean, obviously I'm super stoked about the liquid, but I'm even more stoked to kind of give back to, you know, the, the forests around here. And we're, we're partnering up with our, um, our pals at um, Pennsylvania State um, parks and forest foundation which is kind of like the affiliate with the uh the state park program and then um since then we've also i mean obviously we we make lots of lots of hazy ipa and, and new hazy ipa and you know new hops and stuff like that but um we recently in the last i guess two weeks launched uh crisp lager which has been um kind of a it's been gangbusters since the the start you know seven ten days ago i think we launched it we've we're now doing the entire state and it's, you know, it's a no frills beer. It's just, it's just beer. And we're uh, kind of aiming that it lands on most shelves in Pennsylvania. It's 24 packs. So we're aiming for it to land somewhere between 24 and $26 to the consumer for a 24 pack. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the same thing. I'm like, that's uh, so what I'm right now. It's I just like that- beer. Yeah, I saw that can in your hands that, uh, and I've been watching the growth of that beer and seeing like checking updates when it's going to be out. It's really, that's such an exciting thing for a craft brewery to offer, not just a, you know, a regular old beer, but also one that's affordable and can really be a great fridge stuffer. You know, I feel like that's a great, the, yeah. You totally, you totally nailed it. Fridge stuffer. So like, we're, you know, we're talking about like, you know, we obviously we want people to buy our hazy IPA, you know, our, our seized or our single one-off releases and broken heels and the hoppy variety pack but like 
sometimes you just need beer and sometimes people that come over to your house just need beer and that's kind of what we're hoping this this sort of fills that kind of next step for us as as you know we're a craft brewery but we're also a beverage company right so yeah and i would imagine that there's some like marketing decisions that go into that also of like which segments of the beer um of beer sales are we not hitting or could we move into is that the case also or was is it purely like hey this is a passion project can't wait for to have a nice light lager yeah it's a bit of both to be honest with you i mean I, i've always been a fan of light lager like as a home brewer one of the first beers that i i tried to figure out and i'm you know all of 17 18 years old was um what was it moosehead you know because that was you know laying around my my mom's a, a coors light drinker. i mean obviously she drinks my beer but she's a coors light drinker my grandfather is a bud heavy drinker so i'm around a lot of of um macro uh pale yellow lager so I grew up drinking it, you know, I, I drink it when it's hot out, when I'm at the beach and whatnot. But um, so it is a bit of a passion for me because I like it. I like full flavored beer as well, but I also, you know, it's situational for me, but you know, we are a business and, and I, you know, from a business perspective, I, I think it's also a uh, smart move for us, you know, where it's a segment that we're not really in. It's not a segment that a lot of our, our compatriots in craft are really dipping their toes in. We're starting to, you know, reach an economies of scale with, uh, with the size of our brew house and our canning line and stuff like that. That we're we're capable of trying to kind of dip our toes into something like that. And I mean, you're talking about a massive, you know, multi. It's what a multi-billion-dollar segment. And if you can just eke out just like a little, little bit of it, it's you know, it's no harm to our friends who are in craft beer, and it, it you know, really isn't a harm to the big guys either. So. How important was it with that beer to keep it at the price point that you were able to keep it at, not only as a competitor to the macro, but also making it more accessible to the drinker? How important was the price point? Yeah, yeah I mean, how, price how important was it to keep it at that price point? You know, I, I've seen some craft brewers make a light lager, but they sell it as if it were not a light lager. Yeah, sure. I mean, we, we felt it important. I mean, uh, we being located kind of in this gray area, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, so to speak, you know, our, our costs are a little bit um, lower, so we can lower our prices a little bit to, to compete there. But we're still priced, we're still priced above what you would buy Bud Heavy or, um, you know, uh, Miller High Life or, you um, course banquet like uh, we're we kind of live in this no man's land that's kind of um import like uh modello um premium import probably is the best way to to describe the price point so if a uh, you know a, a 24 rack of um course like costs 21 we're sitting at 25 and if a 24 rack of modello costs 20 you know 24 to 26 we're kind of in that sweet spot too mm -hmm. so and speaking of the like differentiating factors as the business and as you're growing um, and reaching a scale that allows you to do more like new and exciting things for, for the brewery, one of those, and this goes back, this goes back to replenish and the other beers that you've done that are paired with a cause of environmentalism. Uh, that is a differentiator for sure. Can you, for folks who are new to beer people and might not have heard the episode, but might want to go back to it, can you give just a little teaser of how that came to be or why it is that Neutral takes that approach of partnering with environmental causes to improve 
um, the state of like public lands in PA? Yeah, absolutely. So like my partners and I uh, are avid outdoorsmen. You know, I, I grew up as um, I grew up in the scouting program. I'm an, I'm an Eagle Scout. So like, I, you know, I've been I loved camping as a kid and hiking and biking and rock climbing and stuff like that. And that, that really translated into into my adult life, too. I'm an avid kayaker and, and sailor and boater when, when I can get out and do do those sorts of things. And my partners are hikers. My one partner is a avid uh, downhill mountain biker the other one's a, a big skier so like we, we all do crazy stuff so we wanted to kind of highlight um, the really great beautiful north central Pennsylvania area which is just full of um, really um, intrepid areas that you would never really know about like there's uh, there's trout run which is not but maybe 25 minutes north of where I'm sitting right now which has gorgeous views gorgeous hikes that take you sort of through this canyon and there's swimming holes and stuff like that so the early concept of the brewery was to highlight the the greater north central pennsylvania area and as the brewery grew and as the the brand grew we sort of wanted to branch out and incorporate you know the other really great parts of the state that have those things as well so that's where we came up with the state park series so we do a a beer uh, it's about once a quarter i'd say anymore that we highlight a state park um, somewhere in Pennsylvania, and then we donate a portion of that beer to a specific project at that state park. So forgive me for not remembering all of them, but I know like we helped um, clear out some invasive species and stuff like that. We didn't actually eradicate the invasive species, but we we gave money. It wasn't just like a blank check to, to the park and say like, do what you want with it. It's like, no, we're donating this money for this specific this specific project that you asked for for help with. So. I think I answered what you were looking for there, but I, yeah, for maybe, sure. And maybe I, I maybe I missed something along the way. And I think I remember from um, when we last spoke, there was another effort too to like reduce erosion in one state park, and it's just yeah, really yeah, we we did that one. I I believe you're talking about Presque Isle State Park in yes. Erie. Um, there yeah. was uh, there's an erosion problem with the um, with where the lake is hitting there, and we needed to help them, or we're trying to help them keep the erosion down so that there's a there's a, a species of bird there that's endangered that lives specifically right in that area so that we were trying to help them protect so mm -hmm. yeah, for, forgive me for not knowing the numbers off i'm gonna actually i'm gonna cheat i'm gonna look on my website there's a <laughs> there's a, a little bar there that tells us how much money we've raised for replenish right now so oh sweet yeah go for it yeah my marketing guy is gonna kill me for uh for not knowing <laughs> yeah. off the top of my head but i'm like oh you know, we're doing all this fun stuff. Yeah, dollars. We'll get to those later. <laughs> uh, where is it? So we have donated $12,300 as of 12-28-22. So, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a small it's not a small amount of money. So I mean, and we we must have launched replenish. I want to say we launched it in October, but maybe I'm I'm misremembering at this point too. That, that does sound about right, and uh, I think I probably talked. I probably talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah, you you mentioned it, you know, being in the works, and you you said there was a, a West Coast IPA on the way that was going to be tied to a great cause. And great. for for people who are psyched about the cause, which I know Chris and I both are, the liquid itself is fantastic, and you know everyone is used to when they drink New Trail, you know, drinking a, a hazy IPA. 
but the uh, your take on the the modern West Coast, or I guess your take on like the classic West Coast, but with a modern twist, is really really freaking good. Um, but aside from that beer, and I know last episode when we had you on, we talked in depth about IPA and hearing you talk so passionately about it and how you craft your recipes and how you pick your hops. Since we last spoke, have there been any new hops that have kind of come your way or exciting crops of certain hops that have come your way that drinkers of New Trail can kind of look for this year? I know we we talked to some brewers who, who have been talking about uh, HBC 586 as like a really exciting new hop. What have you seen in terms of hops and where that industry is going? Sure. Yeah, I probably talked to you if we talked in September, you probably caught me right before I went out for selection was i talking about selection like i just yeah, got yeah. sack or you compared it or, to or, in a grocery store when you have the sections of apples and you're like oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've used that one before <laughs> 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 yeah so i i went out for um for hop selection it would have been late september and um there wasn't a lot of new hops that i had not been presented with prior to um being out there recently but I, I went out and I I did some um uh touring out there which typically like I'm in and out because I'm just so busy I'm like in in for a night you know have a few drinks select my hops the next day have a few drinks have some dinner with with you know who you know I'm doing business with and I'm getting out of there but I extended my trip by a day and I, I went out with um somebody from uh, one of the major hop suppliers uh, and they took me out into the field and I met the chief of innovation for um, Haas. And he's like kind of the guy that that's the, the actual brains behind the um, breeding and cross pollination program for them. And we had lunch. We ate, we, we ate burritos in a field from uh, from a James Beard award-winning shack. Like it's just the shack in, in Yakima, Washington that you like pull up to and you get your burritos. It's got, you know, some crazy, crazy award-winning uh, chef there. You yeah, get your yes. burritos and then you get on your way out. There were great burritos, but we're out there and we're talking and, and he kind of, um, you know, he was telling me about you know, 586 and 692, 692 is now Talus and, and all the other, all the other hops and stuff that he's been working on. But a lot of what his job is, is trying to um, increase efficiency. Obviously it's a, it's a business, but it's, you know, both from a business standpoint and from an agricultural and environmental standpoint, that, that kind of was really interesting because there's a, a hop that I, I use a lot of that is not, um, that's not, super um high yielding so he's trying to basically mimic it'd be it's a new it would be a new varietal but and i, I can't talk too specifically about the hop itself but it'd be a, a new varietal of the same hop but more high yielding and that kind of like tickled my fancy i was like really really tickled pink to, to just kind of talk to him about the, the other other side of it so um yeah Hell yeah, that's great. And yeah, I find it so interesting to most folks who consume anything, food or beer or another drink, don't actually feel very connected to where it originally came from. And hops are grown, they are farmed. And we learned in your episode uh, that it's the Pacific Northwest is primarily where it is. So it's so interesting to hear like, yeah, you could just stand in the middle of the field where hops are grown that eventually make things like your award-winning, and we didn't even mention this part, but uh, 
replenish won some awards as did oh yeah one of the awards it. chris blogger mm-hmm. uh yeah. lazy river pills and they they start as an actual plant but then become these <laughs> award-winning drinks yeah yeah it's super cool um you know selection this year aside from being with the the chief of innovation and talking with him about hops i'm, I'm um talking about the the breeding process I was super uh, excited to to pick Citra this year. I was presented a, a really, really nice array of Citra that um, kind of got laid in front of me and got to kind of pick through. So as well as everything else, I was, I was I'm obviously happy with everything I selected. But Citra Ooh, can be that, hit or miss. And I was really happy with my Citra this year. Well, that immediately makes me super excited <laughs> for uh, for Hammock, my favorite, yeah. beer, my favorite beer that you yeah. make. Uh, that is that to me. That is like summer in a can, and it is the most delicious beer. And I look forward to it every year. And I always look forward to talking to you, Mike. Thank you so much for uh, coming back on and giving us an update when New Trails, uh, you know, doing what you're doing. Is there anything else that um, fans of New Trail or our listeners can uh, look for from New Trail? Is there anything else you're working on that you want to share with us? Yeah, the only other big point that I, I didn't hit that you guys might be seeing on your social media feeds is um the join the adventure campaign for us right now so the the join the adventure campaign is a is a thing that we're running all year it's going to be four um giveaways basically it's about a thousand dollars per giveaway and i think each of them comes with a a brewery tour with me and a, a night in williamsport um but uh, basically, you can find it on our uh, website or our social media feeds, and it is as simple as scanning a QR code or signing up and uh, liking us on Facebook and Instagram and social media. So that's uh, that's about all I, I really have to plug. Aside from drink more, drink more broken heels, drink more replenish, and drink more crisp. So, well, oh, we yeah. definitely, yeah, we definitely will. I cannot wait to go out. I'm, I've been. Waiting for this weekend to go out and get me some uh, crisp lager, fill up my not. I wouldn't say fill up my beer fridge because it is it is pretty full. But it, I will. You guys make are room. down. You guys are down towards Philly, right? Yes. Yeah. So the the trick with um, crisp, I should say, is right now it is in a twenty four pack, so you will not find it at Wegmans. So a lot of people buy our beer. I, I'm saying Wegmans, but I really just mean grocery stores or convenience yeah, yeah. chains. Right. That's where a lot of people buy our beer is that because it's available there, but it, it will only uh, be at independent beer stores right now that can sell you a full case of beer. There, We are working on, on a smaller form, format that will make it to convenience um, and grocery chains, but right now it is just available at your local beer distributors. Which is a good reminder for, or news to our listeners who are not familiar with Pennsylvania's archaic uh, beer laws, uh, very specific places that you can buy certain amounts of beer. Maybe we'll have to have somebody on who can uh, give us the lay of the the land, (laughs) the blue laws. For Uh, sure. But yeah, so Mike, thank you again. Uh, folks, yeah. follow New Trail at New Trail Brewing. Um, and Mike, do you want me to plug your personal one too, the New Trail Mike? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, right. so um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at New Trail Mike, or you can find New Trail Brewing at, at New Trail Brewing. Awesome. Well, Perfect. thank you again, sir. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, of course. <laughs>